Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, Steve Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. Frugal Vandross, a.k.a. <laughs> um, AKA, is it me, Jesus? Um, um, AKA, uh, him over there, AKA, Mr. Keep Your Head Down. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, AKA, your favorite little shit talker, AKA, that bald headed badass, AKA, Mrs. Passport Shorty. AKA Mrs. Accustomed to Customs. AKA I only date niggas with stamps, no EBT. AKA that little international baby. I'm already sick of your shit, just so you know. <laughs> like I'm already like I'm like, we are approximately one minute into your return episode, and I'm already entirely sick of your shit. Oh, then strap in, kiddos. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Calvin, did you miss me? I brought sand to the beach. We're going to talk about that, too. You brought sand to the beach. You got, listen. Well, good thing you, you got short hair. Otherwise, you would have sand in your hair, too. But I don't know. I had sand. Listen, I had sand in my cheeks, too. But we'll save that for another time. All right. So, I know everybody is asking me because the pictures look phenomenal. I look gorgeous. Of course, I did, right? So... I had a phenomenal time. So the reason for me going to Jamaica was simply because I was celebrating um, a wedding. One of my good friends, my sweetheart sister, shout out to Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out to Iota Sweetheart Inc. Uh, mm. So one of the sweethearts that actually brought me in, she is celebrating her 10-year wedding anniversary. So they renewed their vows in Jamaica. And when I tell you, it was one of the most beautiful ceremonies I have ever been to. Like hands down i was in tears i mean the wind can blow too hard and i'm gonna cry but like again i'll be trying to let you let you get that off because like we know that like listen if you i'm a sensitive little baby like if gas go up too 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 much too quickly it's like no baby i can have a hangnail and i'm gonna boohoo like i'm definitely a crybaby i just that's how i process emotion okay so, long story really short, that was a beautiful ceremony, and I did end up bringing my boyfriend with me. This is the first time that we've traveled, um, taken a flight, traveled, that sort of deal together. And we had our ups and downs, <laughs> just speaking transparently. Um, I will say this, and my advice to anybody who is who has a significant other who, um, you know, travels with their partner, that sort of deal, I have advice. I would never get into a committed relationship with anybody until I see what you travel like because leaving and going out of town and traveling is definitely self-care for me. I don't give a fuck. Like, even if it's an extended weekend, I need to know that you're good on a road trip. I need to know that you're good on a flight. I like to know how you travel because not everybody travels the same. And if we're not compatible on that front, it's probably not going to work out because the bitch will get a group. Like you not slick. You just trying to you just trying to somehow finesse a vacation of a talking stage. You not slick, nigga. You just my, you not slick. No, because I mean, but yeah, like if we're talking and it starts to get like more serious, absolutely. I I need to know how you travel before I start committing to you because if I can't travel with my man because he gets on my fucking nerves, 
we're not going to work out because I like to go. I, I'm the kind of bitch, I'm going to swipe my credit card and figure out the rest when I get home. I'm going to eat how I want to. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to indulge in a couple vices. Like, I'm on vacation. I'm going to do some shit I cannot do at home. Okay. The issue with my... The issue that I had was that me and my boyfriend travel very differently. Um, I am very much the kind of bitch who will pay for convenience. That is something that me and him have in common. But... um. He's very, he finds himself to be a very modest person anyway. So when he's on vacation, he will wild out in a very modest way. And in my head, I'm like, fun world. Like, fuck that. I'm up, I'm out of here. And so sometimes, I guess, like our first night, a bitch got a little drunk. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I was in Jamaica. I was crossfaded out of my fucking mind. And I don't think, number one, I don't think he's ever seen me crossfaded. And we're out of the country. So, of course, his whole protector, ride-or-die boyfriend senses kicked in. And it pissed me right on off. He's like, <laughs> pissed me right on off. Um, you know, just understanding, just trying, trying to find the balance and understanding each other was a little difficult. And we had our rough patches. But the one thing that I do have to say is shout out to him. Because even when he was frustrated with me, I was frustrated with him. We were able to say, all right, let's take a time out. Like, before we ruin this trip for each other, let's take a time out. Let's talk about the issue. Let's talk about the things that are bothering us so that we can continue to have a good time with each other. And we made it through that. It was a wonderful time after that. Definitely my road dog. I had a couple conversations when we got home because I was like, oh, no. The next time we decide to do shit, this is how we rocking and rolling. Like, he's the kind of nigga that likes to get to the airport four hours early. <laughs> And you are a type of person like to get to the airport 10 minutes early. My nigga, literally right before my fucking gate closes. Like, do you know how many times I've had to run through CVG? It's kind of a rush. So, like, and I'm the kind of person, like, the moment that I reach the airport, I'm officially, once I get through TSA and I'm at my gate, I am officially on the trip. It's time to drink. <laughs> it is time to turn. Like, listen, we are kicking it. I am good. Like, so... We just travel very differently and understanding where the fine line and the compromise is going to be the trick for us. But that aside, yeah, I had a fucking ball. Um, Jamaica, for me, being surrounded by so many black people, and that was the norm, was refreshing for me. I'm in a space where I, of course, am one of many. I'm a dot in a, in a, in a fucking bowl of milk the majority of my life. I mean, the majority of my life. So being surrounded by black people and the little, the anomaly of white people that were there they understood very much so that they treated niggas like family and white people like guests so it was great i smoked great i drank great the excursions were fun a bitch never has to go snorkeling ever again i don't have to do that ever again i couldn't get my breathing right because i'm a swimmer right so typically you come up for air you're able to breathe you know what i'm saying breathe through your nose out your mouth that type of shit snorkeling is all mouth breathing with your face directly in the water. And anytime I try to breathe through my nose, I just out of habit, of course I choke. So I got all this fucking salt water in my mouth because I panicked. So the, listen, I ain't got to do that shit again. <laughs> and your, then, your, your lungs was crying out for me like Mario. Oh my God. <laughs> you're having a whole panic attack. I and can I, hear your heart. <laughs> dying. But 
So seeing all of that shit was beautiful. I'm not going to lie. It was beautiful seeing that shit. I saw schools of fish. I saw like, you know, like coral reefs and shit like that. I also saw a baby shark. And that's when a bitch freaked the fuck out. Baby shark. And the shark itself. A bitch found Nemo while she was under there. Okay. Like for sure. But seeing a baby shark. The baby shark did not fucking, that wasn't the scary part. In my mind, I said, his mama is somewhere close. Okay? Hell nah. Freaked out. I ain't got to do that shit again. But there were a lot of firsts. And my 30s has been a year of first for me. And I'm grateful for that. Like, it's been really, it's been such a beautiful thing. And shout out to Tanea. Happy birthday, baby. Her birthday would also pass. She went to Cabo. She looked absolutely stunning those pictures were gorgeous i'm telling niggas right now in april for my birthday we're going to tulum that is where i want to go it's between tulum and a couple different places i think tulum is a very easy trip for the majority of people that i want to invite so that might be the move but when i tell y'all we have to do a group trip over again because it was supposed to be for today's birthday I feel so bad for little baby because it just did not work out the way that we we niggas wanted it to, myself included, beloved, you, even her boyfriend. So there there was just a a lot of series of really unfortunate events. So Yeah, you know, honestly, man, you know, it was it was, you know, uh, first and foremost, happy birthday to T. You know what I mean? She is she she's like the glue of of a group. I think she she the one that like can be like she be with whatever we with, but she be trying to calm niggas down first. Be like, I mean, if we gonna turn up, let's turn up. But like, I need let's you to think, think about it through. This. Like, let's let's think it through, my guy. Um, so, and so I I, yeah, so so I think you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it was just it was literally a series of like just individually like unlikely events all happening at the same time. And I think you know, fuck shit just kept happening for her, and I was like, damn. And then fuck shit happened with me. We'll talk about that. And I literally don't want to talk about that. Because all I keep thinking about is the tantamount of money that got wasted. Whew. Yeah. So, but you know, we got to, we, we, listen, we're going to make sure that, that, that she know that she loved and, 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 and however way she needs to receive love from us. So, yeah, so. you know what I'm saying? So we're going to make sure we, we do that. But uh, while you was out here gallivanting and whatnot, Gallivanting. Yes, that's you know SAT word because niggas in school now. Oh um, god! <laughs> I live in a fucking hood, y'all, and I say that damn near every time we record because the nigga was just blasting his fucking music outside the window. Now y'all got these loud ass car alarms. I'm, I'm but tired. like, but you know, sometimes was it was it like trap or was it R and B? Because he may be trying to get his bitch back. It was trap. He still may have been trying to get his bitch back if his money bag, yo. Waukesha? Like, listen, you know what I'm saying? Do you love me or you love me not? <laughs> Damn, yeah. it hit the spot. <laughs> Honestly, I think um, Moneybag Yo is a bad bitch. Like, Moneybag, see, but you can tell with Moneybag Yo that he has had plenty of dealings with women. From just how he, how he raps about the shit that y'all do. He be like, a sassy ass nigga. He just be like, <laughs> like she got the nerve to say she don't like me. She don't like a dick. I was, I was like, damn, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I, I've been, I feel seen. Um, but you know, so while you was out here doing your thing, we uh, again, huge shout out to Mister Carver for for, for filling in. Of course, you know, y'all niggas are fucking fools. 
Yeah, when when mom's away, y'all definitely had a mom's not here ass episode. <laughs> of course, I told you, I told you that the moment we recorded, I was like, we about to, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like you didn't know. Um, we and we we ain't say anything too problematic, so it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. But no, so, shout out to Mr. Carver. He's always been shout out to Doug. He's always been a friend of the show. Always been one of our number one and founding supporters. So for real. Thank you, Doug. We love you. And anytime, anytime. You know what I'm saying? So, and also check out his adult sleep, adult sleep repeat podcast. You know what I'm saying? On all, anywhere you're listening to us, you can listen to him as well. Awesome. So while you was doing that, like, again, my life is really, you know, it's, 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 it's static some days, but you know, we, we, this weekend was Ohio State's homecoming, which, you know, our, our, our second home, of course. Um, you know what I'm saying? So we went, you know, shout out to Chuck, shout out to Marlon, shout out to Mero, shout out to everybody who, you know what I'm saying, like through events that weekend, um, shout out to the Deal Breakers for uh, performing on that Saturday. Yeah, you shout know. out to Shawnee. I got, the, I wasn't able to make her performance, but the Deal Breakers is a huge deal. <laughs> and Columbus, right, but a bunch. But period. So watching her be on stage, like, I love watching my friends do the things that make them happy and brings them joy and just excelling at their passion. So seeing like Shawnee on stage and seeing her heart out and entertaining, dog, I was really in here like crying. Like I was definitely on my couch in tears. Like she just, I wish that, how do I say this? Shawnee's the kind of friend that you know you're a good person because shitty people don't get blessed with people like her. And she reminds me that the world really isn't so bad. And <laughs> she's always been for her friends and family and the people who love her. If you're blessed enough to have Shawnee in your life, not a Shawnee, but our Shawnee in your life, you understand how special that relationship is and the covering that you have of your life. She's so she's somebody that I will never and honestly have taken for granted. And Learn quickly learned the error of that way and was able to, you know, I mean, you're not, if you've ever been a friend for, with me for over 10 plus years, you absolutely have went through some shit with me. Absolutely have. So, I'd, I'd lower it to like five. Five, honestly. But if you've been in my life, especially <laughs> shit, in the past 90 days, honestly. <laughs> like, I was like, because like, we for sure haven't reached for 10 years, Mark. You know we we, we have not reached some shit. And Honestly, being able to be honest with our relationship with each other and being able to say, hey, bitch, these are the hard no's. These are the hard yeses. And I'm going to rock with you till the wheels fall off is and watching our relationship grow from that and become what it is, is, oh, I'm trying not to cry, but because she would call me a bitch. <laughs> watching our BBMB, BBMB, don't be no bitch, but watching our relationship grow from where it was 10, 12 plus years ago to where it is right now, I know it's divine. And so shout out to you. I love you. And thank you. Thank you for being a friend. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like just don't like my friends are some dope. My friends are so fucking dope. Like my friends are dope as fuck. Hands down. I have some of the best friends in the world. And so, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to the niggas because they're not my niggas. <laughs> so shout out, to, shout out to Columbus, you know what I'm saying? Always showing love, you know what I mean? Uh, 
it's 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 interesting to see because you know we, we we still very much you know what I'm saying homecomings haven't returned everywhere right and even the homecomings that have returned have returned a little different but it's it's, it's it's interesting to see people you know what I'm saying try to build back up that momentum of you know not seeing people for a year plus like you know what I'm so so shout out to that um you but you ready to get to chopping this fable good good Miss Mamas I would fucking love it. Dude. All right. So first things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Um, let's go ahead and get this out the way. Sweetest day is on Saturday. So ladies, just y'all need to figure out how y'all packaging up and blowing up pussy. Now are you gonna get this nigga pussy like bonnet, big t-shirt pussy? Are you gonna give him pussy, which is just like pussy with a meal? Are you gonna give him pussy, which is just like you gonna let a nigga that's not your nigga fuck for sweetest day? Or and hear me out here. Get that nigga a gift, bro. Like, stop fucking playing, bro. Stop fucking playing. Like, stop it. Stop it. Listen, it ain't got to be a crazy gift, but get that nigga a gift if you fucking with him, bro. Like, so, so for those who, so Sweetest Day is absolutely a Midwest thing, right? So yes. I, I, I was talking to motherfuckers out in LA and they, they looked at me like I had three heads. I was like, ah, yeah. So Sweetest Day is, you know, generally like the, Third Saturday in October, um, and it's pretty much designed for you know, it's like like the the male version in het in heteronormative relationships to have a Valentine's Day situation, right? And so, is in again, I've I said it once, I said it a million times. Niggas' expectations are so low for the most part. <laughs> That you just have to go bars in hell. You just have to go one level above hell, and and, and a nigga will be a man. So like, if you if you if you like a nigga, and if that nigga, and you know what I'm saying, give that nigga a gift, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying, like, give that nigga a gift that's besides pussy, bro. Like, you know what I mean. Like, you can you can dress up the pussy however you want to. If you usually do the lingerie, maybe do the big tee and the bonnet. You usually do the big team and bonnet, maybe do the Fenty. If you usually, you know what I'm saying, do whatever. But get that nigga a gift, bruh. Get that nigga a gift. Baby, I ordered my Fenty for this weekend, and it is still not here. And I ordered it in this nigga's favorite color, too. So I'm just like, okay, I definitely need that to be here. Also, my boyfriend is a vegan. I'm, uh, never mind. Cause yeah, I, cause, cause I'm finding out like little piece meals of information. <laughs> oh my god! And then, like every the and jokes that, write themselves. Yeah, like it's like every little piece meal. I'm just like, hmm. It's like, interesting. Alex, like Alex, what are you trying to say exactly? Like, interesting. Like again, like you know, again, no shade, no shade. Because clearly, this man has been good to you. Um, because you can, because whenever, whenever someone is good for you, you start being good to yourself. So clearly, shut up, ma'am. So, but it's the little piece bills that I'm, that I'm getting, I'm like, oh, interesting. All right. You know, fuck it. So, but yeah, so, but yeah, just give that nigga a gift or something like, and it ain't gotta be, we, we ain't trying to get in nobody's pockets. We ain't trying to get in nobody's schedules. You know what I'm saying? Make some shit shake. And you know, saying figure it out, um, and, and go from there. But you know, at Kings know your worth. This is your this your weekend. This your day. Hold it down. I'm not gonna lie. 
I really don't like seeing women be half-assed with men that they claim that they like. Because it's hypocritical? It's extremely hypocritical because I am a firm and huge believer that if I, if she's not tricking off, she don't like it. Because I'm, I, I absolutely love cashing out on the man that I'm, I'm with. Hell, I'm a trick. If I love you, I'm tricking off. Like, if I, if I love you, oh, you in my pockets deep as fuck. I, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm, I, I don't know another place to be. So um, I'm really excited about what I have up my sleeve for my man. I am taking him to a vegan restaurant. I am getting him a gift that he doesn't know that I heard him say. Like, I pay attention. I pay attention. So also, y'all, if, especially I, any phone right now, if you have, that man's number is saved as a contact, there is a notes portion of the contact. Utilize that shit to remember. Write down all the shit that he randomly says out of his mouth. Like because because I guarantee mouth. you that nigga gonna forget. He's gonna forget. So <laughs> like, he loves music. He thinks I have some really I have really good taste in music. So of course I may I'm in the middle of building him a playlist full of shit he loves. So and all this honestly, if a man likes you, he's sending you music. So all I'm doing is walking through is going through our old text thread and just adding all the songs you like. So gifts, uh, gifts by themselves, actually. So I, honestly, and so, you know what I'm saying? One thing about Beloved, she got mad at me because I would like, so I would post something that I want, but also because I, listen, I, you ever realize how bad you've been treated before in your life? <laughs> this almost makes you feel like an abuse survivor. Bro, I'll be like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so... I would post something I'd want, but then I would go and get it because I'm like, I ain't no one about to buy this for me. I, if I want it, I'm gonna buy it myself. And so I did it. You do I take did. the fun out of shit because, like, I need y'all to understand <laughs> how I was raised and how I was brought into, like, literally maybe like 2018, 2019. Baby, you will take the fun out of some shit, boy. Like, this, I don't think you understand. A couple years ago, when we threw that goddamn surprise birthday party. I had to tell niggas, like, I damn near wanted to put niggas on a gag order. I didn't tell niggas that I was going to use surprise birthday party until the week of, because I didn't want no leaks. Like, no. I didn't want you to make no plans, so I knew exactly who to tell what so that they wouldn't plan no shit with you. Baby, I was, I was planning that birthday party for, like, three months. <laughs> but in, in my defense... Because it's again, because it's like you telling niggas not to make plans with me, but it's like yo, like I've always tried to always try to be self sufficient. Because don't don't nobody want a nigga who's who don't know how to like be self sufficient. So trying to get out of that mindset of you have to do everything yourself is something I had to work on. And I'm like, this is jokes, but also facts. Because like I've always been like, okay, if you if you want something, go get it yourself, figure it out, make it happen, do some shit, figure it out, right? And so. When you when that's like your childhood, and I'm not saying like I was raised in a terrible household, but it was like even my mom was like, "You you want you want to afford these shoes, nigga? Like work for it. You want to afford? You know, you want to go to this trip? You want to do this? You want to do that? Cool, like shit. I was a spoiled bitch. You know what I'm saying? So because because it come with his fair share of other bullshit. Yeah, we all we all we all picking our different poisons. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't you know as long as your parents ain't like legitimately physically emotionally mentally abuse you like we all picking different shit that we kind of got to unlearn you know what i'm saying but like so because of that it's like all right cool if you want this jacket nigga you want this ohio state jacket get it because you know what i'm saying like and so she had to be like nigga like you bought that jacket already i was like yeah like what do you mean like i, I, I wanted it 
I had the money for it. I bought it. She was like, nigga, I was trying to buy you that. I was like, how was I supposed to? <laughs> yeah, you were like, terrible. You're a terrible person. For buying the shit I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you you know, you see you see you see how that you see how that works. <laughs> like the nerve of you. You so gotta just, at least no, when you post something, you gotta at least give it like 30 days. Like if you can okay. help it. You got if you can help it. Like that's for niggas who are in relationships with bitches who pay attention. Like you are one of the lucky. Me, my nigga does not he doesn't watch social he's not on social media at all, which was a point of contention in our relationship because Anyway, so my name Bennett. My name Bennett. If you get jammed up, so don't mention my name. Period. So I mean, you're lucky enough to have a woman who actually pays attention to your shit. Me, I got to be a little bit more deliberate in that (laughs) in the communication department. So if my boyfriend clicks the links portion of our text thread, all the shit I want is in there. Like Christmas shopping for him for me this year should be a fucking breeze. Like everything that I send you shit that I want all the time. Like all you got to do is go get it. So what's odd is I already have one of kiddos Christmas presents. So just hello, pay attention just a little bit. But no, for sweetest day, I pray you bitches pull up with a little bit more than just clit. Like, or if, okay, this is going to be toxic. But if you are, if all you know is you're going to provide a nigga some pussy, at least provide him some pussy with a plot twist like <laughs> you feel what i'm saying like do some, if you if you know that all you got on you some pussy at least do some different shit with it you know what i'm saying maybe you know do that one thing he like or maybe i don't know if he into it bring another pussy in the mix i don't know but if you know you're going all you bringing this pussy at least make that different than the other times he fucking you i agree pussy with a with a guest might be okay. A guest, a plot twist, a, 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 a an assistant, a little razzle dazzle, whatever you want to call it as. But do some. Damn. Honestly, we want better for y'all. Like, this is the anger is, it's not anger for real, for real but we want better for y'all because we know y'all could do better. Y'all I'm also trying to understand why niggas don't get excited for their birthdays because it's just like, what this bitch gonna get in the pussy with a bone? oh listen hey you know what and i can be i'm lucky well i'm lucky enough that i've never experienced this even in a relationship but like i've seen other people's like dynamics and like somehow the girlfriend will make his birthday about her and it'd be the most wildest shit you ever seen it'd be like madam madam i know i know you fine i know you fine i know this your nigga but it's your nigga birthday. I need you to relax. I'm not gonna lie. I do birthdays really big. Like I'm a bi- I'm a firm believer in celebrating your celebrate your fucking birthday. Celebrate even if you don't have to do the knockout, drag out, bang out. You don't have to do all of that. But celebrate your fucking birthday. Do one if you don't do shit else anywhere else in the time at time of year. That should be the one time that you go all out for yourself. Like come on. Um. The Insecure finale is season, I mean, final season is Amongst Us. I think it premieres next weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the 24th, I want to say. The 24th. And to be honest with you, I'm actually really excited for this um, this closure for um, Issa Rae. I think that watching her from season one, actually watching her YouTube 
and then watch yeah, it. Yeah, shout out to the awkward shout out to the awkward black girl series, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Shout out to that. Shout out. I mean, she will even tell you about her humble beginnings and having to literally carve a path. Like, if you don't listen to anybody else when it comes to the journey and following your steps and believing in yourself, Issa Rae is the manifestation of all of that shit. So, number one. But I want to talk about Yvonne Orji for a second. <laughs> is that how you pronounce her last name for real? Yes. Okay, because I, I just heard, you, I heard you, Yvonne Orji and I thought you was being funny for a minute. I ain't gonna lie. No, 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 no. Her last okay. Name, okay. I just wanted well, to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to. So, Miss Siobhan was called out because there was a trend on Twitter of a meanest said, celebrity. Yeah. Who was the meanest celebrity you've ever met? So this young lady goes and she says, "I met Yvonne Orji at a women's empowerment conference." Y'all already know. I knew it was problematic the moment she said women's empowerment. Like, because there's nothing really good that comes out of. <laughs> I've never been to a women's empowerment conference, and I left feeling like empowered. So, <laughs> But we'll talk about that another day. Um, she was, uh, and so the young lady says she was about to go give her and ask, and she asked for a pic while she was waiting. Yvonne said no. I respected her privacy. Move on and take my seat in the front row. She gets to the part of the speech about being persistent and then points to the young lady in the front row and goes, hey, this young lady asked me for a picture. If she was being, if she had been persistent about it, she may have gotten her picture. Which is undutably some bullshit. So you expected this woman to hound you like the fucking paparazzi you don't have to take a picture with you at a women's empowerment conference? You expected this woman to badger you and violate your boundaries to take a picture with you? Arguably, what? There's a there's a there's a message in here that you can be applied to other things, but I'm gonna let you cook first before before I bring it up. Okay. So then, obviously, Yvonne, having a team, having a Twitter herself, reads this because she's going viral for being a mean girl, and reads reads the the young lady's um, tweet, and then responds and says, hey, Crystal, I am saddened that's how you left the event feeling after after an encounter with me. Truly wasn't my intention to make you feel anything less beautiful woman you are. I'm going to tell you why that is a piss poor apology. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sis. It takes zero accountability. The words, if I made you feel, are very invalidating. Because you did make me feel, which is why you have to issue the apology to begin with. If it wasn't your intentions, I think people get intentions and impact fucked up all the time. Because, okay, I can understand what your intentions were, but what actually happened still has a negative effect on and that is why we're here today. That is the acknowledgement. People don't apologize in the way that they think they are and the way that they think they do and wonder why motherfuckers still walk around feeling resentful about what you did or did not say. What you failed to give was a lot. And it's, it's very telling because... I think that we do live in a world, ironically, and I, of course I'm going to talk about cancel culture, which is going to be the perfect segue, but I think people, we live in a world that is just super apologetic, right? People apologize, like, I had to stop apologizing at work so much because it was like, all right, Alex, like, you're not sorry for having to reprimand a subordinate for doing some dumbass. Like, you're not sorry for that. 
it is very intentional, the conversation that you're having, right? So have it and stand on it. You're not sorry because they're not sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So, also, the way to apologize is people, it's a lost art form. And I'm not going to be the one to walk it, walk that down because I have had to issue a few apologies. I've had to issue apologies on this here podcast. And I guarantee that the words, if I offended you, never came out of my mouth. I did offend you. And I'm acknowledging that I'm taking accountability for it. And I'm sorry. Now, I'm also a firm believer in not issuing apologies for shit I'm not actually sorry for. And I do plan on doing it. I'm okay. People have to be okay with people having you fucked up so that you know exactly where to leave. Sometimes niggas just aren't sorry. And I'm not saying that you're not deserving of acknowledgement for the hurt and the transgression. I only expect apologies from people that have hurt me if I plan on mending the relationship or if I plan on seeing it through or wanting to move forward with you in my life. If I don't want shit from you, I don't give a piss about needing apology. And that is just me. And often, and oftentimes people don't even give the apology for real reasons. No. So like you, so like people will give an apology, maybe it'd be years down the line for some shit, right? It'd be like your mama apologized for beating you as a child. Or your daddy apologized for leaving or your, your, your ex apologizing for cheating. Like, man, like it'd be years down the line. You over the shit for real, for real. And it's like, man, I just want to let you know I'm sorry for how I, how I treated you. How I'm like, nigga, I don't give a fuck. Nigga. Like, nigga, like, well, if you... Fuck you and you, that sorry-ass apology. You know what I'm saying? So, there, so there's, there's not only... There's not only uh, insistence because, yeah, I didn't mean to offend you, but I did. So if I, if I didn't offend you, we wouldn't be here. So I clearly did. So you know what? My fault, big dog. Like, I, you can even say, like, I didn't mean to offend you, but it's obvious that I did. So I got to take ownership for that. Whatever. But it's also, it's like, fam, like, there's also a time limit, bro. Like, don't, like, if, if, if you apologize for some shit that, like, happened a super long time ago, and super long time ago can, is relative. Keep that shit because now you you just trying to do that to weave your way back in. It's like, nah, niggas, no, stay over there. Whatever you did for us to not talk for this extended amount of time, stay over there, bro. It's okay. We ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's people, there's people that you you have to, again, you have to be okay not getting the apologies from people who didn't feel like they did anything wrong. Like, if, if, because I'm not about to continue to argue with someone about my humanity. And, and I'm not going to argue with someone on why they need to apologize to me. If you feel like whatever you did, and I've, I'm, I've come, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like whatever you did was warranted, cool. But I have to then be cool on the bound and be like, you can't be over here, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's, it's real simple. Like, you felt whatever you felt like was warranted at that time, you felt that. I don't, and, and that's fine. But if you don't feel, if you don't understand, like, well, why I would feel like I need an apology, that's also fine. But you got to stay over there. You know what I'm saying? Because, because, because we're now at an impasse, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Me and you have these discussions, like, if we can't get past this impasse where we are, then we, then anytime we converse, it's just going to keep coming back to this impasse. We ain't got time for that. So it was like, so it was like, are we going to get past this impasse and we can see where, we have the other person fucked up or are we not? Either way is fine. 
But we need to know what we're doing now because the last thing anybody's trying to do is keep running and having the same conversations over and over again about someone else's humanity. I'm not even going to lie. And I think this is the, the, the part about the person who assumes that they're deserving of apology, right? A lot of times you also, and of course not with Yvonne or she was just completely out of pocket. Like that was, that was fast. But a lot of times you have to acknowledge, especially when the people feel like disrespect nine times out of 10 is a little bit more mutual than you're willing to acknowledge or, or um, accept. And I say that because I don't assume that people are just going to hop out of pocket to be deliberately disrespectful unless you are. And let's be real, assholes like that definitely exist. There are people who like to stir the pot like that. There are people who are antagonized, deliberately antagonized. Um, so I don't think people also acknowledge the role that they play in the reason why an apology needs to be issued. So sometimes, as much as you feel like you're deserving of an apology, you probably need to issue one. And that's fine, right? And so I think, again, it kind of, it all circles back because it's like, do I feel like I need to issue an apology, right? Because you know, again, it's like, am I sorry for whatever I did to this person to make them react that way, right? And so there's times where it's like, okay, yeah, like, I ain't mean, I ain't mean for it to come off like that. Cool, cool, cool. And there's other times where, where you, that person can legitimately feel like, I didn't do anything to that person that required that level of that, that level of quote unquote return energy. And so having those conversations, but again, like my whole thing is like, I may just because I feel like I deserve an apology doesn't mean I expect you to give me one. It does mean that unless I get what I feel like I'm deserved, that you got to stay over there. Because if you try to come back over here without giving me what I feel like, what I feel like I need from you in order to keep this relationship going, it's not going to work. It's like a nigga owing me money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you ask me for money. I give it to you. You, 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 you don't pay me back. You give me ass to kiss. Whatever you do, that's fine. You never, you never lend out money that you need anyway is what I've always been taught. That's fine. That's, but a consequence of that action is you can't come back over here asking me for money again and expecting everything to be the same level of cool before I, it was when you when you when you when you when I gave you money you didn't give me back. I I I totally agree. So yeah, um Yvonne Orgy, that was a that was a bit bitchy. It was it was it was, it was petty too, because also, and it, I think my original point was she, that fan, did what all these celebrities have asked us to do for years. You respect asked, their privacy. Respect their privacy. I asked for a picture. You tell me no. Cool. I remember I was at um a, a, a bodega downtown, and I'm a wrestling fan. So, and so I saw like Mark Henry, which is like a big, literally big, but also like a famous ass wrestler, was just in there getting lunch, and like he could and had to like kind of you know do that double take, like is that so and so. And so he saw me doing that, but he also said, like, I ain't, like, I ain't really trying to get no, take no picture right now. And I respected that. Even though I was like, damn, like, I ain't even asked, but, like, you clearly are just, you know, get, trying to get some food, go about your day. I respect that. You know what I'm so being celeb, she was literally doing what they are telling fans to do when it comes to dealing with these, these people in this public eye, and you use that to make some shitty-ass point. In, a, in the middle of a conference, that's some bullshit. It remind me of all of these, like, I 
y'all have made me hate the term apply pressure. <laughs> y'all have made me absolutely hate the term apply pressure, right? Because in my head, and you can correct me if I'm misreading this, because you know you will. Apply pressure means that like, even when I say no the first time, keep 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 trying me because I need to see if you are thirsty and persistent enough to, to make me care. Because if you if you fuck if you like me back, it's no longer applying pressure. It's me. It's us getting to know each other. Am I tripping? No, I think that people become very pretentious when it comes to applying pressure because applying pressure is only valid if that pressure that's being applied is if not, otherwise it's harassment. It's harassment. And and I think a lot of times, especially because I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I'm, I haven't really heard a lot of men like, in, like seriously talk about applying pressure. It's like, look, if I shoot my shot at you and you tell me no, as as a man, especially as we continue to have these conversations about what harassment looks like and what rape culture is, I have to respect that no. I can't continue to shoot after you. After you told me no, because now right. I'm crossing a line. Like right. I can say whatever I, I can, I can say whatever non-disrespectful thing to you at first. If I want, if I if I want to get your attention, like hey, I just want to say you're beautiful. Whatever, whatever your pickup line or whatever your go-to line is. The moment you tell me no, anything I do after that is harassment because you've already made your opinion known on how you feel about this interaction. You right. can tell me no for whatever reason. You got a boyfriend. You got a girlfriend. You got a partner. You in the grocery store. You don't feel like it. You have, whatever. You tell me no, I got to respect that. But then it'd be, it'd be a, a certain subset of people then it'd be like, I don't, like, he didn't try hard enough. Why do I, like, come on now. Like, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Because it's dangerous. It's actually dangerous. And the rhetoric where you say, like, I need somebody who, who, who need, who's going to apply pressure, who ain't going to give up. No. You need somebody who's going to respect what the fuck you comes out your mouth. And if you tell me no, I'm going to take that as you mean no. I'm not going to do the whole playing like no really means yes, no. That's how people get hurt. That's how people get in trouble. That's how people misread signals and it leads down a very dark path. I'm not playing that game. You know what? Honestly, I agree with you. I think that it is. Um, I think that people. How do I say this? A pressure, applying pressure only, like I said, that feeling has to be very new. I have to actually want what you're, what you're putting down. And if I've already expressed this interest, then leave me alone. But there are certain, there's a subsect of people, both men and women, who enjoy people who like them for sport. And so you'll dangle that carrot, knowing good and damn well, you have no intentions on reciprocating whatever it is that this individual is giving you, simply because you like the attention that you're getting from it. And I think that's bullshit too. And you're absolutely right. That's a dangerous game. That's Why are you? You're playing with someone's ego like that. You're, you're, you're playing with someone's ego. You're playing with someone's feelings. And then, you, and then when that person reacts in a way that may be what you consider outsized, you, you, you play the victim. And like, I don't know why. Like, no, because you, 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 you kept telling this nigga you like him. You had him take you out on several dates. And then out of nowhere, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I got a boyfriend. You should probably mention that on the first fucking time I tried to talk to you. But no. And so now... So now, if I if I wild out and call you a bitch or something, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe how you talking. You you played you played with that nigga's head for like a solid month. Like, no, should he have called you a bitch? No, but also 
if you if you keep poking me and poking me and poking me, I'll turn around and slap you. Should I slap you? No, but you also shouldn't have poked me. You know, sometimes I think people, when you start being deliberately disrespectful to people, they don't have to retaliate with the same energy. It's expect. I don't even know why it's expected. And there is something to be said about, all right, since we're on the topic of apology, right? Mm-hmm. There is something to be said about spinning the block. <laughs> oh, here we go. And I know a lot of times, y'all, I've always criticized the whole be the bigger person thing because you're acknowledging that I'm right. And you're also telling me that the person on the other side of this, you have no intention on holding accountable. Right. Period. The other portion of spinning the block is uh, a lot of motherfuckers, I'm motherfuckers included, at one point in time at least, you walk around with some anger or some resentment because maybe you did choose to be the bigger person in circumstances that you should have spent the block and knocked a couple motherfucking heads off of. Now you walking around heavy and pissed off and, and bitter because instead of knocking that motherfucker's head off like they probably deserve, you decided to let it go and you really, really, really didn't want it. There's no honor in martyrship. There's no honor. Walk away from circumstances absolutely because you do deserve to live better in some peace. But sometimes motherfuckers only know how not to play with you by showing them exactly what they playing with. Some of these niggas only understand hands and feet. Some motherfuckers need their asses whooped. And you have my permission to spin the block. Knock a nigga head off and clean off his <laughs> Uh I, I think... No situation is black and white, right? And I think sometimes people who you want to spend the block on, you know what I'm saying? You feel like you need to get that get back. There's, 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 there's always a risk and reward whenever it comes to, you know what I'm saying, like going low and going to hell. It's because, it, 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 and it's fucked up, it's, it's, it's a dichotomy. Oftentimes, the bigger person being the bigger person isn't about like it's not about sparing whoever the the offending party is. It's like no nigga, like you personally have way much more to lose in this situation than the other person, and so it's not a fair fight when it comes to the stakes being put up, right? Like if I told you like, hey, I'm a flip, I'm a I'm a I'm a flip a coin, you know what I'm saying? Heads, you get a dollar. For me, but tails, I get a hundred dollars from you. You're gonna look at me like, nigga, that's stupid. Why would I, why would I ever, why would I ever agree to that? Because the risk reward is different. Like you win, you get a dollar. You lose, you gotta pay me a, a hundred. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes in, in these scenarios, that same thought process is apply. You are dealing. Some of y'all are dealing with people who, if you take them for everything they got, you're gonna get five dollars. But you know if what? that's a great analogy, you know what I'm saying? Take you for everything you have, I will gain five dollars. That's a great analogy, Calvin. And so it's not a it's not about like being a bitch or you know what I'm saying, like sparing up niggas like fam, like. And you know me, I'm super analytical with it. It's like the risk reward does not match up. Right. You gonna get five dollars if you if you take everything that nigga got, but you're putting up as collateral like five thousand because let me tell you something. Sometimes, and, and of course, use your discretion. Of course. I'm not saying that every circumstance that you walk, walk through or travel through is deserving of that kind of energy or, or headspace. 
when you decide to spin the block and carry retaliation, that is an energy that you have to hold. And that energy is heavy as fuck as sometimes pieces for you, not them. I, I agree with all of that shit too. I do. But there are certain things that are absolutely worth kicking a door in. There are certain things that are worth knocking a motherfucker's head off his shoulders for. I'm telling you to use your greater head, like your greater head. <laughs> I'm telling you not to. And I'm you, use you the head. To, use the head above your sh- uh, above the belt, above the shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a hot head. I'm. A, I will be the first person to tell you, Calvin. Actually, no, Calvin. You've had to talk me off a couple of different ledges. Like, all right, now, Alex. Your first thing that you'll say is you're not wrong, but how do you want to see what's in the goal? What do you want at the end of all of this shit? Is what you about to do take away from the end goal? Now, if it's not, you got it, my bitch. Ride the fuck out. If it is, though, play this shit carefully. Because there's um, there's the idea: short term wins and long term wins, and some and you need a balance of both, right? This is this is my management class talking, right? Like you know what I'm saying, like because in order to kind of really enact some level of change, in order to kind of really do some shit. We as human beings need a certain level of short-term wins because we need to know we make a progress, right? Whether so, like if you lose losing weight, you you need to like see some clothes that you couldn't fit in, you you fitting in, right? Or that you're able to kind of run a mile faster than you did when you first started, or you're able to like sing louder and longer than you were when you first started. It's small wins. You you're not at your goal weight, but you need to see something to let you know you're on the right path. Otherwise, you get discouraged and give up. The same, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing that applies in everything else in life. It's like, hey, sometimes you need a, a small win so you, so you can know that you're on the right path. But other times, the, the flip side of that is if you celebrate that small victory too much, you end up losing all the progress that you made because you're going back to step one. So, like, for example, again, with the weight loss shit, if you, if you fit in to, to, that, to that clothes that you couldn't fit in last summer, great. you happy for it. But then if you go on, like, a whole five-day binge where you're just eating nothing but bullshit, now you're back at square one because you celebrated that small victory too long instead of focusing, okay, cool, we, we, did, we doing this shit, keep going. If, if, if after I got my first, my first uh, case analysis back, which I did a, got a 98 in, you know what I'm saying, shout out to me, but if I, but if I did that shit and then decided I ain't need to do the next, the next assignment because I got a 98, now we hustling back. You feel what I'm saying? Same shit applies like I want people to celebrate their wins and I want you, especially if it's if you feel like you need to, you know what I'm saying, make some shit shake. I want you to celebrate the small wins. But I also want everybody to make sure whatever your long term goal is and long term could be five, five days, five hours, whatever your end goal is. Keep that in mind, because that will always guide you in how to make a decision. You know what? And I'm not going to lie. If you know, you know. There were certain circumstances and situations in this past year alone, niggas would not have been mad at a bitch at all. <laughs> For take, if I decided to take some shit way too far, I don't think there is a soul that have been mad at me. Okay? However, as I walk into this particular season in my life, I am realizing that not doing that shit and putting my energy into self instead of self-destruction because I'm an Aries. I set fire to all of this shit. You can come back from a flood, an earthquake. Hell, you can come back from a windstorm. A couple of trees blowing in the breeze. Like, you can come back from that shit. Scorched earth, though? Uh, you don't come back. So. Scorched earth and salt earth where nothing can grow back in the, in, in, in the interim. Nothing. 
Okay. So I say all that to say I'm just really, really glad that I decided to put in the shit in my life that actually fucked like healing, like growing, like forgiveness, like moving on. Like literally like moving on. The best revenge is not served cold. The best revenge is simply living better. And we are. You know what I'm saying? And 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 for all of those who are listening who are going through a similar situation where you feel like where you feel like niggas have played you, you feel like niggas have, you feel like niggas have played you, you feel like niggas madam, you feel like niggas you feel like niggas have doubted you. Whatever you feel like that you got your chip on your shoulder, understand this, King. Understand this, Queen. At the end of the day, the last laugh comes from you being up at the end. Like everything else feels great. But that last lap is when you realize people tried their hardest to bring you down and they didn't. And, they, and now they have to sit within their own failure of, try, of, of failing to bring you down while you are out here living your life. That is the last lap. I'm not going to lie. It is easier to self-care with some money in the fucking bank. It all right. That nigga hurt your feelings. You falling out with your fucking friends. Your job pissing you off, up a flight. Buy some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, buy that one dress you've been looking at. You know you want to look like a bad bitch. And go get that bag and, and the shoes to match. Take yourself out to dinner. Do something nice. And I'm not saying money buys happiness. I'm saying money buys options, which is happiness. So you take that for what it is. But hell nah. The best revenge, the ultimate revenge, the most satisfying thing you can do for yourself is to be a better bitch. Boss up, my nigga. That's it. That's literally it. Um, I was going to go on a Dave Chappelle rant. I'm just going to make it quick. Um, simply because I really don't want to give this any energy and I know niggas are mad. Yeah, we, we for sure touched on a little bit last week, but you know, I'm going to let you have the floor. Um, I thought the special was boring and redundant. He didn't say nothing new. We know that your jokes are stemmed from your misunderstanding or hatred or disdain because people that you continue to pick on and make jokes of are don't find your sense of humor funny. You're not going to get canceled. You're fucking Dave Chappelle. You're not going to get canceled. It's fucking Netflix. Like, they literally told you to lick our nuts. We're not canceled. Like, and well, part of it is... Hold on. Bet, bet. Go ahead, go ahead. Because there's a reason that Netflix gave y'all the ass kiss, but continue. I mean, we know what the reason is. We know why. Because it literally doesn't fucking matter. The numbers are in. The check has been cut. He's going to continue to make more specials. He's going to go on tour and have fucking shows where he makes y'all lock y'all phones up and, and, and send y'all locations to your babysitters. Like, he's going, he's like, literally, nothing is going to happen to this man. Nothing is going to happen to Netflix. He's going to be okay, and so are you. Like, cancel culture, like, cancel culture is a very, very made-up term. It's a very, very made-up idea of a, it was a, how do I say this? It was, it's almost the equivalent to me when I hear cancel culture. It's the equivalent to all lives matter. It's a response to real accountability to issues that, Black folks actually have with white people in these fucked up ass faces. So yeah, we created cancel culture. Yeah, so white, that's literally what cancel culture is. It's a response to real accountability. So now when something is being rightfully questioned for its bullshit, 
We call it cancel culture as a way to evade the real questions that need to be asked about this bullshit that's in front of us. Honestly, dog, it's your motherfuckers be minding their business and here comes Dave Chappelle being transphobic. And because you actually, some of these niggas' thought process align with what the fuck he's saying, of course you're going to find humor in that shit. And I do understand that humor. And I, this is not me discrediting the, Dave Chappelle for the genius comedian that he is. Because he is funny. He is. This particular special, I just didn't like. I didn't like. Because you're picking on people and you know that the issues that they have with what you're saying are real. Trans women are dying because of the jokes and the humor that we're finding in this. Like, you cannot separate black from gay and LBG. We show up in the room together. The same thing. I, I walk into rooms, and even though you wouldn't know that I am, you wouldn't know my sexual orientation until I open my mouth, because I, I have that ability. Like, I'm, I understand that I recognize the privilege in that, but that does not mean that I still don't show up in the room and have to listen to the way people actually feel because they think I'm not a part of the community that they're talking about. It's harmful. But you already knew that. You already knew that. So, no, I'm not going to sit over here and cuss Dave Chappelle the fuck out and call anybody who listens to him or follows him a sheep or, you know what I'm saying, people with the inability to think. Y'all niggas thought that shit was funny because his thought process is aligned with the same transphobic, harmful ass thought pro- thoughts that you have. And he just validated them and coaxed the hatred with jokes. Because anybody else who would have stood on that stage and attacked and been as harmful as Dave Chappelle was, we would have dragged their ass rightfully fucked up. There would be lawsuits flying off the fucking head. That shit would have got snatched so goddamn quick. We know that. Like, honestly, let that have been like, um, and Amy and Amy Schumer on stage saying that dumbass shit, she'd have been a got up out of here. But it's not. It's Dave Chappelle. So here's my final thoughts on it. Right. I just thought it was boring. Look, no, nah, I mean, like I said, I, I I gotta I gotta run it back just because I watched it like in the middle of the day while I was trying to do work. So I don't, you know what I'm saying. But here's my final thoughts. Run for anyone who understand. You are not Dave Chappelle, first and foremost. Like, Dave Chappelle, for better or for worse, has built up a level of cultural cachet that he's able to withstand this quotation marks controversy and be I. You are not him. (laughs) So before you try to, like, go that route, Understand, there's only one Dave Chappelle. You are not him. If you want to believe me, ask ask Daniel Caesar how he's doing. Right. You are not that. That's the first thing I want to say. That's that's something new. And the second thing is, and this actually transitioned to Calvin explains the sports. You know, like the Segway Segway King. Segway King. Um. So John Gruden, coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, resigned on Monday. So, for those who don't know the sports, John Gruden is like Sean Kingston. <laughs> like he he had one really solid, like really good album, but it was it was done with a lot of things that wasn't really his 
responsibility. Some tr- or like Cassie's first album. You know, Cassie had the hits. Oh, God. Brian Leslie was a mission. But because but Brian Leslie was really the nigga that was out here doing the work, and she had Diddy. She was on Bad Boy, so she had Diddy's co-sign and Diddy's ear and two. And even though she couldn't sing a lick, she had a hit album. That's John Gruden. So John Gruden won a Super Bowl back in 02 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he had won it with the defense and a lot of the players that the old coach, Tony Dungy, had in place before he got fired. Tony Dungy is a black man. So John Gruden took that one Super Bowl and has used it to kind of cover an entire coaching career of mediocrity. So he is like under 500 for his career from, you know, between the Tampa Bay stop. And then he did some he did some TV. And then the Las Vegas Raiders paid that man $10 million a year for 10 years to be their head coach. Pay that nigga $100 million to be their coach. Off of some mid, it's like paying, it's like paying fucking OG prices for some mid-ass bullshit. You feel me? So that's John Gruden first and foremost. So over the weekend, so so we talk about the NFL and how the NFL has a lot of skeletons in its closet. So currently the Washington football team is being investigated pretty much on just like company culture and just like a a lot of fuck shit to the point where part of the records is over like 600,000 emails that were kind of are being reviewed. So emails from Washington football team employees to coming and going, right? So on this email it was revealed that John Gruden was talking about the um the black uh NF, um players union like president uh, DeMarcus DeMarie De, De, De Smith and called him dumb Morris Smith and said he had lips bigger than Michelin tires wow and and, and kind of just and, and calling them dumb mind you DeMarie De Smith is a lawyer like you got to <laughs> He is a lawyer that played in the league who is now the head of one of, of one of the, the biggest player unions in the entire world. Called him a dumb Demora Smith who had lips bigger than Mission Pires. First and foremost, I didn't know y'all was still using lips as an insult in 2021. Now, mind you, these, these, these emails are from back when he was just a broadcaster for ESPN. So they're back in like 2011. But even then, I didn't know y'all still using lips as the insult. But... Right. That was revealed like like Friday, Saturday-ish. John Gruden coached a game on Sunday. And so he had to answer for them questions, right? He, he, he did the whole, like, he did the whole, I, have, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I wasn't talking about his lips in a racial way. I was trying to call him a liar because when I, when I call somebody a liar, I say they have, you know what I'm saying, rubber lips or whatever the what? fuck. Yeah. So, so the problem is John Gruden lied like how kiddo lied like four years ago where you remember as a child that you just thought that as long as your parents couldn't prove that that whatever lie you said didn't happen that it had to be okay yeah and kiddo has probably gotten his ass popped right square in his motherfucking mouth for that shit you feel me like because i can't because i can't because you can't 
prove that I didn't do it, so it's okay. So that's how John Gruden is lying, right? Because it's like, well, you can't prove I don't call liars rubber lips, and you can't prove that I do have a race. So that's what he was doing, right? So mind you, he coached a game on Sunday. This came out on Friday and Saturday. They were talking about it on the Sunday morning countdown shows. He coached a game Sunday afternoon. But here's where the plot twist happened. So then it, they come to find more emails of John Gruden. This one's where he's, he's sending top cheerleader, topless photos of cheerleaders. What? One where he's, you know, he's, 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 he's being super homophobic. He's calling people, you know what I'm saying, F-bombs and, and, say, and, and do you remember Michael Sam? The, 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 the black gay player that was got drafted, he never actually made it to the league. Talks about how he felt like the league was pressuring, you know what I'm saying, people to draft, you know what I'm saying, Michael Sam because of his sexual orientation, all that shit. Just being super homophobic and misogynistic. That story came out on Monday. Within two hours, John what? Gruden had, within two hours, John Gruden had resigned from the team. And so, and so I, I, I can under, I understand, I think I understand what Dave is trying to say. He's just not saying it right because he's, he's skipping over a very crucial step in what he's trying to say is when it was just found out that he was being racist, he was able to still coach. You feel what I'm saying? Like he, it came out on Friday that he was, he, he said this stuff about the black and, 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 you know what I'm saying, Players Association uh, president, he was able to coach on Sunday. But then when, when the other shit came out, he was gone within two hours. And so, the, and the thing is, is like, intersectionality is obviously very important. Right. You, and and inter, you have to be intentional in what you're saying in order to make sure that you're not unintentionally erasing people. Because Dave Chappelle's entire, not beef issue, whatever you want to call it, is because he believes the LGBTQ community is able to get some of these things like passed in Congress or whatever because there's white people in that, that encompass that are in part of that community, right? I think he even had a joke in one of the specials where it was easier for Caitlyn Jenner to change her name than it was for Cassius Clay to change it. And so right. I see what he's trying to say. And I'm not going to say, he maybe he's not, you know what I'm saying? He's a grown ass man. But no, like, I see what he's trying to get at. But, but, he's, if, if, still... but, but he's, missing, he's missing a point here is because he's not, he's, not making a, he's not making a differentiation between the white members of the LGBTQ community where he's where he has his ire for, and then the black LGBTQ members, which are dealing with both struggles that he is current that he's talking about. And so that's where that's where he's fucking up here. Because again, we just seen it. And a lot of people are seeing or a lot of people are using this experience as like, you know, Dave Chappelle was right. Because again, from this from the outside looking in, you can say this shit about a black, about a about a black super high official in the National Football League and still be able to coach on Sunday. But when it comes out that you also were homophobic, 
you're 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 gone before you're gone before the day's up. Okay. And so a lot of people are like, huh? That's interesting. And so I think that is kind of that is kind of the the obviously we need to understand that everybody struggles are are valid. Like people are just trying to live. You feel what I'm saying? Like people are right. just trying to live. And the reason that a lot of these black trans men and women are getting murdered is because they don't have their whiteness to protect them. They don't I'll have be whiteness. Honest with you. If white gays showed up for not even just black, right? Because but for the black gays. No, if they showed up for gays, period. The way that white gays show up for just white people, like people assume that because they're white and because they're white gays that they're somehow um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. They try to hide themselves from criticism of, uh, if they're being racist or any other is exactly. because I, I, can't be, I, can't I can't be I can't be racist. you know what I'm saying? I, I can't be racist. I'm marginalized too. And it's like, but you are still white. You're Niggas, a if, white male <laughs> and you just so happen to be a white gay male. You still sit in a position of privilege that you do not use in order to make the spaces that you claim are so marginalized, more equitable for people that you know. Like, for instance, explaining to if white gays weren't in the way, like if white actually no, if white gays would just do their fucking part, things for black trans people would be a lot more equitable. They would not be dying the way that they are if white gays actually just I don't know picked up, lifted a finger, opened your purse, said hell nah. The moment that white people are outraged about some shit, things start to shake. Like, for instance, we talked about this with the baby. The only reason why that nigga started to get getting the fuck up out of here is because he pissed off white gay. He pissed off white people. You offended white gay. Because he's been trans, he's been, been pro- homophobic, been problematic, been super harmful to black people, black women specifically. That shit was cool. He opened up his full mouth, had one sentence, half a sentence to say about white, about, um, HIV. HIV and the gay community and the same fucking breath and all of a sudden that nigga got that good. And so and so and so the, the irony of it, right, is and honestly, you can you can tell the criticisms of people who've watched the special and you can tell the criticism of people who ha- who just saw like the clips that went viral, right? And so again, I'm not ex- Dave Chappelle don't need me to excuse him, but I'm not excusing him for like his missteps of like you know, like certain shit, like, come on, dog, you ain't, you ain't, you didn't need to go there. But also, he, the, 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 there was valid points. My, my entire issue with the special was, it's like, fam, like, you, you beat this horse dead. Like, you beat the horse dead a, a, a special or two ago. You feel what I'm saying? Like, and you're too talented right. and too smart and too funny of an individual for you to, for you to, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep beating this particular dead horse. You know what I'm saying, and so that's part of that, my issue. But but black black folks, we we've always talked about. You know what I'm saying. We always talked about this, and I think again at the end of the day, understanding, especially with things like this in in the sports world, understanding the intersectionality is still very much a real thing. Like when when John Gruden was just offending black folks, he was able to still coach a team that was seventy percent black. And they got their ass kicked because if I'm a black player, why would I want to go out and watch extra film or make the extra play when that coach, when I'm pretty sure that coach feels the same way about me that he said about, oh boy, in the email. Right. But again, like we said, the moment you start offending the people with power, which in this, in, which in this society, in this country is still white men and white people, 
oh yeah, you got to get the fuck up through. Right. If I it, just get tired of that being your standard. Like it's okay to disrespect every other, every other disrespect constantly disrespect and undermine marginalized communities. And then the moment that white people, white tears, white pain is afflicted, the moment that you touch a nerve with white people, oh yeah, finally. It's a call to action. Niggas ride at fucking dawn. Like, shout, shout, uh, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon know about that for real. Like, yeah, again, Nick Cannon was out here getting everybody pregnant. But the moment he's talking about the Jews, it's like, oh, we got to take everything this nigga got. You feel what I'm saying? And I think that's a, and that's a clear frustration that everyone in the black community has. And, and I think we have to do a better job of making sure we verbalize this. And I can't speak for everybody. I speak for me. I have no issue for for homophobic antics, rants, whatever, being being penalized, you know what I'm saying, in society. I have no issue with that. Well, yeah, if, you, if you're going to be out here saying some bullshit, calling people F-bombs, calling, you know what I'm saying, saying a bunch of uh, homophobic shit, yeah, you got to get the fuck out of here. I just wish that was a standard when somebody is, is racist or, you know what I'm saying, misogynistic or, you know, I just wish that was a standard. But and because it's not the standard, that's why people get frustrated because it's like, okay, you clearly picking and choosing now. Right. I agree with that. Uh, moving right along. Um as I pull up the topic. Why am I not prepared? Why is no one ready? I, I feel like until I see some of my previous notes applied, there's no reason for me to give new notes. Period. So Calvin, before we wrap it up. Um, you had a really great analogy, like collaborate. Yeah, and so this is certified because I worked it through with my therapist. So I know. <laughs> so again, funny thing, but we're talking about sports, right? And so in sports, oftentimes when someone is a little dinged up, right, they're a little sore, whatever the case may be. Oftentimes, a medical professional and the coaches will ask, "Are you hurt, or are you injured?" And so, with the implication is. If you're hurt, you can still play. But if you're injured, you need to sit out, right? You understand where I'm going so far? Mm-hmm. So, and oftentimes we, we praise people who are able to play through pain and be able to play hurt. But if you're, if you're labeled injury prone, that's a negative connotation. And so, because it's like something's always happening. And so I was I, in the season in which I'm going through, in which I... I always have something to do, right? Like, and there's no such thing as like a free moment, right? I always have something to do, right? And I can, and I'm not complaining because these are things that I've opted into. But it's there's always something you need to be doing, somewhere you need to be, somewhere somebody needs to see from you, a deliverable you need to do, an assignment you need to do. And oh, by the way, you still need to spend time with your people to make sure that they are okay. All of that, and so. Obviously, that takes a toll on you. You stressed out. We have bad days. We have bad moments. We have all of that. But the question is, is like, are you hurt or are you injured? Because sometimes you have to keep going even when everything ain't all right or everything ain't the picture perfect vision that you had it when you woke up this morning or when you started the week or whatever the case may be. But also, there's also time that you do need to take a break, take a rest sit back, you know what I'm saying, figure some things out, re, you know, recharge, and then get back at it. The, 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 the key is, is knowing, are you hurt or are you injured? You know what I'm saying? Because if you take a break every time anything inconveniences you, you're not going to get nowhere. Because, you know what I'm saying, there's, 
There's very few things in life that play out exactly how you want it. But also, if you keep pushing through and keep pushing through, eventually, what we always say, you either choose to sit down or your body make you sit down. I agree. And so the key is discernment here. The key is being honest with yourself and saying, are you hurt or are you injured? Can you play through this pain? Can you play through whatever whatever you got going on right now? Like, people done fucked up your order. People done, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, they're micromanaging you at your job. Are you going to quit your job over that first micromanagement? Are you going to play through the pain? Are you going to, you know what I'm saying, blow up the entire Kroger because, because they got your pickup order wrong? Or are you going to be like, you know what, I'm going to thug it out. But also there's certain things where it's like, no, like if this is, if this is a very serious situation, address it as such. Treat it as such. Because there are some times where you can't play through that pain. We, see what, we saw what happened when Kevin Durant tried to play through that Achilles. He tore it. We see what happens when people try to play through something and, and, and it gets worse. So having that discernment, understanding that like you and you and your partner may get into an argument, you know what I mean? Like or you may you may be frustrated because you can't see your partner the way that you want to see your partner because everybody got these busy schedules and busy lives. Are you gonna break up with them? No. You just playing you just playing while you hurt right now because you want because you know the situation is not necessarily where you want it to be, but you understand that this it's a temporary thing. No one should be playing through hurt forever, but you got to understand that sometimes things heal on its own, and sometimes you got to make things heal. So I think just you know you, the mindset that I've been able to kind of try to walk into is: Are you hurt or are you injured? Can we play through this? Because the play still need to be made. Things still need to happen. You still got to show up at work. You still got to turn in your assignments. You still got to be there for your friends and your family and your loved ones. Are you going to play through the pain? Or is it something where you do need to take a little more time to yourself, un- recharge, refresh, reset, and understand that, like, okay, that hurt a little more than I was anticipating. That kind of threw me off my pivot. Let me, let me, let me get myself back right and so I can, so I can, hit, I can, hit, I can hit it again. So that's kind of my mindset that I've been in the past couple weeks and couple months is, are you hurt or are you injured? Because nothing's going to be perfect, but can you play through it? You know, and I respect that. Sometimes you can still play on a sprained ankle. You can't play on a broken So assessing where you are with things and being honest, again, being honest with yourself about that shit is important. Like, what? no, not every little life's hiccup or every little thing deserves a full-blown break and a meltdown. Like, And I'm the world's biggest crybaby. That's, I know that's really rich from <laughs> but like really, really but no not everything requires a full blown meltdown sometimes you're gonna be like you know what that fucking hurt and I call it jet fuel use this little shit that frustrates you sometimes it's not worth venting it's not having worth having a three hour or even wasting minutes in therapy sometimes it's just that shit fucking sucks okay what are we gonna do in the future to make sure this sucks doesn't have to suck again like this and keep it fucking pushing. But then sometimes the more you can't constantly sprain your ankle and not need to reevaluate what you're doing. And, and, you, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying because again in baseball, so one of the most damaging injuries a pitcher can have is it's called Tommy John surgery. And it's literally you tear the UCL of your elbow, right? And it, it sits you down for like 18 months. Okay. Right. But before that happens you often will feel forearm tightness. Your, your, your forearm will be a little tight. It'll be a little sore. And that's usually a sign that, hey, nigga, your elbow's not 100%. Like, it's, 
you know, you might want to you might want to chill the fuck out before you before you do something else with it, right? And so understanding that like sometimes it you can pitch through some forearm soreness, but understanding that like that may be a sign of something bigger. So if you're always spraining your ankle, you may need to figure out what we're doing here to always sprain your ankle. Steph Curry had what had a history of ankle sprain. He had to literally like go in to with doctors and trainers to figure out what the fuck do I need to do to be to to not keep doing this. They built him some specially made ankle bracelets. They 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 had a surgery that was like super almost experimental at the time to be able to strengthen his ankles enough where he can be Steph Curry now. And the same thing applies to you. So like, yeah, shit hurts, but if it's the same thing hurting you. Let's figure out. Let's figure out why that same thing is hurting you, so that we don't keep running into that same issue. And and one final thing is, when it comes to playing through pain, the expectation is often different depending on where you are, right? If I agree. if if you're a rookie, you know what I'm saying. You're like a rookie on a, on a ten day contract, and this your shot. You're more likely to pay play through some pain because you know you don't have this opportunity. Don't come every day. Right. But if you LeBron. And you got some pain, and you know it's in the regular season. I'm say, I'm, I'm gonna sit out. I'm gonna be cool because I know I've already solidified myself as someone where I can retire tomorrow, and I'm still that nick. Right. That same thing applies here. Like if this if this is something that is your big break or something that you're really trying to like make some shit shake, you may have to you have them long nights. You know what I'm saying? Them them tired nights. Them nights where you don't get a lot of sleep or you. You know, you don't, you can't kick it the way you want to kick it because you're on the verge of something big. But also, once you get there, or if you, once you, whatever, once you're in a level of comfortability, whatever that looks like for you, yeah. If 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 if, if some hurts your feelings and some some hurt you, right? T- take that break because you understand that you've already built a foundation that you're good regardless. So that's that's kind of the message I want to share from myself to anyone who's listening. Are you, you know what I'm saying? Ask yourself. When you when you have pain, are you hurt or are you injured? And here's the thing. Either answer is okay. If you injure, baby, go ahead and sit down. If you hurt and you can play through it, that's okay too. But just make sure you ask yourself that because that's how we continue to check in on ourselves to make sure that we're not we're not out here, you know what I'm saying, running on E. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a girl in Nissan Ultima. <laughs> I am so real quick sad girl music is coming i'm really excited summer walker is dropping um apparently she's got a record on uh like she's got one of her i guess an interlude where it's called sierra's prayer sierra's talking to us so i just know i'm gonna cry and then adele is coming so of course i'm gonna cry like i'm really going through a breakup i'm not listen listen adele gonna low-key give y'all some accountability music too you know what she is because she even said it herself. She said, I went through a place in this album. I didn't think I was trying to go. I walked in a completely different, excuse me, I walked in a completely different space. So I'm interested to see where her head is at. I'm loving girls and their evolution. I hate the hold that Summer Walker has on me. Because I really wish the only thing that girl did was sit with her guitar and give us music. Honestly. I'm truly, truly upset. <laughs> That I know how she thinks and feels and acts. I am so mad that we know this woman intimately. <laughs> Listen, like some, Summer Walker is that type of artist that makes you long for the old days where we didn't know these motherfuckers' opinions. 
God. Just sit there and be pretty, baby. Sit there and be pretty. Oh it's my okay. god! I really long for the days where I just got to consume the artist and not. I only got to consume the art, not the artist. So personally, because it makes it really, really hard to listen to these niggas' music and consume their art. Oh, you know what? Let me not say that. I have to stop calling all music art. And hear me out. I don't think that. I do believe that there are artists. I think that there are recording artists. I think that there are people who are in music, the music business for the business of music and not the artist. And I think we touched on this a couple episodes ago. But not everybody is in the music industry because they enjoy the art that is music and production. It's a quick lit. It's a lit. That's why all these rainbow colored rappers and these little little like two shice to get locked the fuck up. Why? You literally have hit records, charting hit records. Multiple. Multiple. Why are you getting locked up on gun possession and drug charges? Why are you niggas getting locked up on assault charges? Why? Like, is your desire to live the shit that you rap about so hot? Or you can just not rap about shit that you actually don't live. Or you can pick a side. You're literally, and it disappoints me because these niggas rap about taking care of entire families. These niggas are taking care of generations from grandmas to moms to sisters to brothers to aunts, uncles. Y'all are literally talking about the people who lives you affect and why you have to make it in order to change the, change the trajectory of some of your family. Break generational curses with your wealth. Protect and raise your fucking kids, all 800 of them, to go back, pick up guns, and, and be fucking stupid. So that just lets me know that no, the music industry is not losing anybody the moment that these niggas don't live or, or don't walk away from the lifestyle that y'all niggas probably wasn't like that. Like, honestly, I think Chief Keep was absolutely like that. Like, oh, no. Think- Listen, there's, there's several rappers, and I ain't got to name all of them because I ain't a snitch. But there, there are several rappers that was absolutely about everything that they have rapped about. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm really, really sure. But like, and honestly, I'm mad at the I'm mad at the entourage too because here's like sometimes you got to protect people from themselves. And like, and I speak I speak about this from a some a some level of of privilege, but also some level of knowing. Like, I'm not gonna like. Like, I didn't grow up in the nicest shit. Like, and I grew up with some niggas who were in jail right now, like, legitimately. Right. And, and they was my niggas. So I was around, but they would always be like, whenever it was somewhere I didn't need to be or shouldn't have been, and I'm just there because I'm with the homies, they would always be like, What you doing, bro? Like, come on. Like, we, or even a nigga, I had, I used to like hang out with like all sorts of like quote unquote unsavory characters, but it was like always like, they always looked out because they knew, like, no, nigga, like, we about to do some shit. We gonna take you home. Like, cause you don't need to be around for what we about to do, like on some real shit. And like, and at, at the time, I was, I felt, I felt some type of way. I'm like, damn, you calling me pussy? Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can do what I like. But it, they saw things in me. They saw a level of ability in me, a level of me to be able to get get make a way out of it. That they were like, we are not going to allow you to fuck up what you have going for you. Like, even if it means we got to take some L's. We go make sure you get out of here. And kudos to them, Nick. Because motherfuckers are not protecting assets like that. Their investments. And I just, because if you think about it, right, for instance, we'll just talk about Pooch because, like, the latest one that I've I've read about being locked up behind some completely preventable. 
completely, right? It saddens me because you listen to these niggas like interviews. You listen to the shit that they rap about somewhat. You listen to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you listen to what they're trying to accomplish in some of their right? Like, a lot of these niggas, if you listen to their mixtapes, they do talk about trying to get their grandma out the hood or, you know what I'm saying, protecting all four of their baby moms, raising kids, and, you know, this on a farm or whatever. Right? And then they turn around and revert back to lifestyles that are just, like, you know, how, how do I say this? Also, I'm trying to find my words because I don't, I think that there's mutually shared responsibility because who are these niggas OG? <laughs> they don't got none. Like, <laughs> like I'm not trying to say OGs, like, but no, but like, who are these niggas like big bros? Like, who do these niggas consider a big bro? Who do these niggas go to for like advice? We know who Drake's big bro is. Like, we know who Drake's, like, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, like, we know who Drake's, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He will tell you, I'm a J Prince investor. And and honestly, like, even the niggas that we don't know that aren't aren't household names like J Prince, there's definitely every, every, every nigga who has longevity has somebody who's invested in them to make sure that they continue to make money for themselves and everyone else. A lot of, a lot of, and, and I think part of how we've gotten to this point is because this generation doesn't have the big bros, doesn't have the OGs. Like this generation, big bros, that's a nigga who's making more money than you. Like, right. you know that, what, there's a Drake life, everything. You know that nigga for three months, call that nigga big bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it, 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 it waters down that real mean. Like, no, if you owe, if you OG, if you big bro, like that's a responsibility. That's not a title. That's a responsibility. I don't call niggas OGs or big bros unless they really out here giving me big bro advice and, and putting me on and making sure I'm not out here doing no stupid shit. Yo, your OGs just got more money than you. Shut up. Anywho, so I'm going to end this on a positive note because I'm going to do it last week. Um, it's getting towards the holiday season. It is, um, the weather is changing. It is definitely cooler outside. Seasonal defective disorder. Not feeling like yourself is real. Not being able to, um, that detachment or those feelings of detachment or not feeling as connected to people or interest is real around the time of year because it's, it's getting cold outside. It wants the summer fun and the sun is setting sooner. Um, the leaves are starting to change. Um, family, you know, you're starting getting caught up in the hustle and bustle of work. And, and it's starting to come very rinse and repeat right now. And you can get stuck in a rut, not just, you know, in routine, but mentally. So my advice is to drink your orange juice, bulk up on your vitamins, and book a couple therapy sessions for yourself. Um, and I know I speak from a position when I say that because like therapy is not and it is not easily accessible um, especially because not only do you have to walk through the red tape of insurance but you actually have to mesh with a therapist and find somebody that trusts with yourself and that is its own journey luckily um, me and Calvin are both the results of, of therapy sessions. 
healthy and consistent therapy session. Um, there's that. But also, do yourself a favor by doing yourself a favor by taking And that is whatever it looks like. If that means the answer has no to a couple things from a couple people, then the answer is no. If that means that you have, if that means you need to make some lifestyle adjustments to cut some back, that too. Um, also, now is a good time, especially because around the holiday season, people start eating fucking terribly, which also affects your mental health and your ability to process. When your body stops processing foods the way it's supposed to, your thoughts also become affected. So watch what the fuck you're eating and how you're eating. I ain't saying not to have a red velvet cupcake because a bitch is definitely going to indulge. But I'm saying, do you need to have two or three? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the nigga of my will be like, yes. <laughs> and then the office parties, because I am actually in the middle of planning my office party, like my company party or whatever. So I'm, like, I'm on the, like, the quote-unquote task force for that. So you want to know the corny shit? My 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 office, my new office calls that that shit. They call it the Ministry of Fun. That corny ass title. Actually, that's kind of lit. I hate it. The Minister (laughs) of Fun is kind of like. So that's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah. All I am saying to you is, guys, dolls and guys and dolls and everyone. Now's a good time to evaluate your habits and your. And figure out what isn't healthy and what is, and start making adjustments because it's only going to get colder. We live in Ohio, snowy, and that nasty weather typically in February. We are probably headed towards another lockdown. So we're going to end up spending a winter definitely. Make sure that you're prepared for that mentally, in case if it does or when it does, to know that to set yourself up for the greatest, not just physical health, but mental health. Because the brain typically goes in for the body. Take care of yourself. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. I'm about uh. to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing good defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone. Score. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot. Yo. About to shoot, about to shoot, about to shoot my shot.